Tyler. Hey, Phil. What's going on, man? It's been a while. I'm First, good. I know. It feels like we've been. It's we haven't been in f- behind the mic in weeks, months. It's been a long time. What have you been up to? A lot of uh, sunshine sitting, um, working on my house, still uh, without a kitchen. I think I said that maybe last episode. Yeah, so how long have you been without a kitchen for Kitchen Reno? 15 weeks now. Uh, It started out, so historically they say, I don't know, historically, everyone says if you're doing a renovation on your home, um, add, what, 30% and double the time. So they promised us... um, they promised us seven weeks they'd be finished. Um, we are now at 15 weeks, and we have spent uh, probably close to 30% more, actually. Uh, but we've also done some things that we weren't anticipating, like feathering in hardwoods, restaining, changing all the trim, all of that type of stuff. So, Well, hopefully you love your kitchen 50% more, or I, double, double what you would I have. Hopefully so, <laughs> yeah. Right now, I my, my uh, what do you call it, my... Um, refrigerator is in my daughter's playroom um we are sleeping in our downstairs Mm -hmm. my dog has been cooped up for 15 weeks it's just one of those things which is probably why you're hunkering down at this swanky new spot that we're recording in yes uh, down in south lake union tell us about your new digs yeah my new digs so i uh my colleagues uh and team have decided to get a temporary why i say temporary we have a we have a six-month lease with WeWork. Uh, WeWork is a, a huge um, co-working space. Uh, they're a company that has spaces in uh, New York, in San Francisco, in Chicago, uh, basically any major city, London, uh, Paris. Um, and so we have a membership here. We have a, an actual office, dedicated office space here that we uh, share. Um, and we're going to be working out of South Lake Union. So along with having Green Lake time, um, which my office is normally in Green Lake, uh, I will be down here in Amazon country. So, And we're drinking uh, some craft beer that is provided by WeWork. Yeah, this, is so delicious. this is my first time here, and it's free cold brew coffee. Cold brew coffee. Which I have a, a, a full glass of next to me, and free Cold craft. brew beer. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't, and I also have a glass of that next to me, so... Mm-hmm. Working both of them. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, as kind of as promised a few a month or two ago, we want to do these mini episodes in between our regular uh, guest interviews where we talk about the state of the real estate market, what we're seeing as real estate agents out and about. And we've been checked out a little bit on playing, doing the summer thing, but also doing the summer real estate thing, which is its whole, uh, it's an interesting thing here in Seattle. So you give your kind of state of things for the summer for, my, for Seattle my Real two Estate. Cents. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a busy summer, definitely. Um, I I had a, a listing over in Eastlake in uh, August, mid-August is when that listed. Um, and basically, it was right around the time that the solar eclipse took place. Um, so open houses were very scarce because most people were either outside watching the eclipse or uh, driving down to Oregon. Right, um, or blind from not using their glasses. Very much so. Yeah, did you look at it at all? Or? Uh, through the glasses. Through the yeah, glasses, the, the, yeah. The yeah. approved version good. of the glasses. Yeah. Good, good, good. I didn't have any glasses, uh, but I borrowed somebody's, um, you know, being the uh, invading person that I am. So anyways, um, yeah, so what, what, I, what we basically noticed is typically in August... Uh, Historically in Seattle, we have a slowdown. Um, it seemed like in mid-July 
Um, and then in mid-August, it started to kick back up a little bit again. But it's been weird, right? Like we had the solar eclipse. We had Labor Day weekend. Definitely my phone was not ringing during that time. Um, and then on top of that, we have this weird smoke outside too. Which, right. Nobody um, wants to go outside. No one's wanting to go outside. You definitely don't want to take photos of a home um, in this type of weather. Um, I, I had a couple of clients who were looking at uh, water view uh, homes and they they ended up saying no, um, and it was partially because the the you know smoke and whatnot. So yeah, what about you, man? What are you seeing in this market? Yeah, I would echo all of that, and sort of what I'd add to that is it's still a seller's market. Yeah, it, yeah. Despite all of the the things that have been going on in the typical summer August slowdown. You know, in in for my clients when they list their home, and you know, it's not twenty offers, but it might be two, or it might even be one in some cases if it's a little outside of Seattle. But it's usually full price. Right. Um, so for the most part, sellers are getting what they ask for, and probably not you know hundreds of thousands of dollars more like they were in the spring. But um, but it still has been a good thing for so sellers. So you're saying that pricing is pricing strategically is important if you're a seller. For sure. So you know in spring you can almost do no wrong as a seller because there's so much activity going on, appreciations happening at a, a huge clip, and so um, buyers are almost willing to do whatever you ask. But as we get further into the summer, especially into the place we're at now in August and September, um, you do have to be accurate in your pricing. Yeah, for sure. that's great. Um, yeah, a, a little bit of data to back that up. So uh, I've got data for the Ballard Green Lake neighborhoods. Um, and it says actually in the month of July, so this is all past data, but in the month of July, you actually had a 96% chance of selling if you were listing your home. Um, and for um, during during that same month, sixty five percent of those were going on average over asking ten percent. Um, so meaning that there were twenty five percent, excuse me, thirty five percent of homes are either going for asking or under asking price, um, which is interesting, right? So again, pricing is very strategic. What what I typically try to tell my buyers is, let's go after that twenty five percent. If something's overpriced. Um, let's figure out a way to get into that. If something's been sitting on the market, there's either something wrong with it, it's overpriced, um, or potentially financing fell through. But either way, those are all opportunities for first-time home buyers and people who are maybe on the fence about buying for them to get in um, at a less competitive situation. So there's still opportunity out there, which is good. Totally. And so what we want to sort of round all this up with is like, what's at stake for buyers and sellers? So what I'm hearing from you for if, if you're a buyer in the Seattle real estate market, um, you should really be targeting properties that have been sitting on the market for a little length of time. You'll have a better chance of winning those. This is assuming you don't have a, an uh, a open checkbook to, to make an offer on anything at any price. Um, so, so properties are sitting a little bit longer right now. Sellers are getting a little bit more greedy maybe in their asking prices. And so that just sort of turns into less activity on each listing, mm -hmm. more opportunity, um, especially for those homes that sit on the market for two weeks instead of two days. Right. Well, I think that also translates into the skill set of of the agent. So if a, if if a real estate agent, and yes, we, obviously Phil and I would love to work with you, but if you if you have a real estate agent um, and that person is not 
communicating to you a shift in the market, um, these are the types of questions you need to be asking. Um, because I would, I would say if they're just saying, yes, you're going to get 15 offers and it's going to go $100,000 over asking price, the reality is that's just not the case. Right. Um, the market is constantly shifting, even though we're such a thriving uh, economy here in Seattle. And then for sellers, if you, if you own a home and you've been considering selling your home in the next six months, typically we like to see what we would encourage our clients to do is to either you're listed sort of by early November at the latest or you just wait until the new year because, you know, typically people get in holiday mode mid-November and on. Yeah. Yeah, typically, I, actually, my personal home we purchased in December. And if you really think about it, regardless of what, what holiday you celebrate, typically you're taking off and seeing family um, in December. So if you are listing your home in December, um, usually it's because you have to, right? So you see a lot of estate sales take place in December um, or potentially people who are moving uh, for the new year. Um, and those are all people who are kind of dependent on that cash uh, to be able to to get and move on to whatever they're doing next. So uh, maybe s if you are buying, stick around for December and see, for if, sure. see if you end up getting something. So aside from the seasonality that we've been talking about, um, the market overall is is still strong here in Seattle. The headlines you see in the newspaper are for the most part accurate, right? Like it's still challenging to buy. It's still a seller's, seller's market. And, um, and us as agents, we're still kind of wading through all of that and figuring out how to help our clients do the best they can depending on their situation. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, cool. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I've got a fun story for you real okay. quick. All right. So I've got this listing in Ballard coming up. Uh, do you have any listings coming up? Or uh, um, Yes, but... Would love to hear about those as well. Can't talk about them yet. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I uh, have this listing coming up, uh, going on the market here in the next couple of days. Um, so by the time this podcast airs, we'll be, list, we'll be live. Uh, but essentially, we had a tenant um, who um, had some health issues, if you will. And ultimately, um, for the first time as a real estate agent, I got to participate in the cleaning of literal crap up from a listing. So um, going above and beyond for my clients, I would say. No kidding. So this mm -hmm. was like their pet or something? Nope, this was a human. This is human uh, human waste, if you will. Wow. Uh, so interesting. Al always fun. Uh, well, they say real estate is always changing. It's never the same. It's never boring, which is absolutely true. I think everybody has this idea that, you know, it, real estate is about Bentleys and wads of cash and, you know, fancy homes, but, you know, we do the hard work sometimes too of getting Get, in there, and getting, getting down and getting, dirty, yeah, baby. Exactly, down and dirty. But Whatever I wouldn't change anything for it. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, um, well coming up, excited. Actually, our next episode um, is going to be Laurie Frankel. She's mm -hmm. a uh, author, local author here in Seattle, and she has some really. Um, she has just a compelling story. Right. Her uh, daughter. Um, basically communicated to her when she was young um, that she was transgendered. So uh, she had a son, um, and basically her daughter communicated um, this when she was in kindergarten. So she wrote about it. She speaks about it. She talks about the ups and downs, how complicated that was, what that actually means. So if you're interested in that, uh, we learned a ton. Right. Um, just so she wrote, she wrote a fictional story, uh, sort of loosely based on her own family, but with a lot of the same themes and 
conversations and struggles that they um, went through. And yeah, as a, as a, you know, white male podcast host, real estate agent that doesn't think about, you know, um, that conversation at all, the transgender conversation mm-hmm. at all, or not often enough, rather. Yeah. Um, it was very enlightening and compelling, and we hope you listen. Yeah, and she brought she brought up some really interesting things about even policy. So if if you're interested um, in the policy around it, I've, I've had some great conversations with my parents in the past uh, because that's something that they're, like, concerned about. So regardless of where you land on this, this is a non-judgmental space, uh, but if you want to hear the story of someone who's experiencing what our, pol- our current policies are doing here in Washington State, um, two kids um, that, are, that go through a, a transgender transition, um, I would highly recommend checking that episode out. So thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, forgiving us for not being around in the summer and letting us actually have some fun time with our families. Uh, and we look forward to bringing you more content. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Rise Seattle was produced and recorded by the very talented Brett Baird. Special thanks to Bravery Music for our intro and outro music. You can contact us and find all the show notes and episodes on our website, riseseattlepodcast.com. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at the Rise Seattle and use the hashtag Rise Seattle. You can subscribe to our podcast and write us a very nice five-star review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. 